Hi, welcome to The Zone Podcast. I'm Paula Benetton. And right now, I'm feeling light, I'm happy, and I'm truly inspired from the conversation I've just had with Dean Griffiths. We talked about time and about trusting the flow of life, about not rushing things so we can actually relax and enjoy the journey. Dean is a peak performance coach, a sports rehabilitation specialist, a writer with a beautiful soul. So listen up and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Dean. Welcome to the Zone podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Hey, Paula. Thanks for having me. And Dean, one of the things that really jumped out when we were talking before is like was a message that you really wanted to to give to the the next generation to come. And even though I think I'm not the next generation, (laughs) but it really resonated with me, which is in quoting you, like you've got so much time, relax and enjoy the journey. And when I actually read it, like it just allowed me and my body to like physically relax and breathe. And I, and I smiled. <laughs> so I, I just wanted, you know, like to, to, to start there and like, what's like, what's the story behind it for you? For me, even on my own personal journey, and, and I think a lot of people will resonate with this, is that there's an expectation that when we finish school that we have to then go on and we, we need to be ready for the next part, whether it's going to university or college or we're going into a job and that we have to have some idea of where we're going. But actually, I think most people will probably agree is that what you do in your late teens and in your early 20s is not often what you're going to do later in life. But it definitely sets the kind of the, the foundation, the, the groundwork for, for what comes later on. So for a lot of people that I work with in their 20s and 30s who are so driven and so want to get to a certain place by a certain mm-hmm. time, when I let them know that you've actually got so much time on your hands that you can actually get it wrong more times than you get it right and still win, it kind of gives them that kind of sense, actually, you know what? The world has shown me that I'm meant to be doing it a certain way. But actually, I find the more that I push, the more life pushes back against me. And, you know, for me, that's always a good indicator. When when life is pushing back against what you're trying to do, there are a lot of people out there who say, no, well, you, you just keep pushing, you keep hustling, you keep making it happen. But for me, that's always an indication that the world around you is saying, why rush? Because there's so much we can learn by not doing things right. Mm. There's so much we can learn by not doing anything at all. You know, for me, there's a, there's a balance between doing and being. Mm. We, we're, we're conditioned to keep doing, 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 doing from the moment that we wake up from our checking our emails, our social media all day long. There's always something that we can do. But very few people take the time just to be. So when you realize you've got time, you actually realize actually you can take, you know, I don't know how much people do it nowadays, but people used to take a, a year off and go and travel. It used to be a thing to do. I don't know if people are doing it as much nowadays, but I mean, to, to actually go and travel for a year or go and do something like that, I think is a, such a powerful thing to do. I spent three and a half years working on cruise ships and it gave me an opportunity to really find myself, but also to actually find what I actually wanted to do. And I found my passion when I actually went away from where I was living in London and actually travel around the world. And I think that for me is one of the big things that reminded me that we've got so much time because that was actually 25 years ago. Wow. And, uh, and, and that's such a, a good question about like, do people take the time to travel? Because like, 
every single Australian that I know, they do take the time and they travel the world. And and I feel like, oh my God, like uh, being Brazilian and growing up, you know, like with the pressures of you, you really need to work hard so you can be successful when you can live on your own. So like, I wish I had had that idea before. <laughs> no, I, I, t- I totally agree. And I think because there's a lot of pressure from society to, to go down a certain path, I think a lot of people miss that opportunity. And I think it's just a- allowing people to have the freedom to go and explore mm. and play with life rather than get so you know conditioned and so serious too early. Mm. I, I see a lot of people become serious way before their time. You know, yep. there are people acting in their 40s when they're in their 20s because they think they, they need to tick certain boxes by a certain point in their life when really you could actually... Your 20s is actually where you should be having the most fun. But there are a lot of people who are doing, actually doing the opposite. And in the 30s and in the 40s, in their 50s, like what's the point of life if we're not actually like enjoying being here, right? And uh, ending being for three and a half years uh, working the cruise ship and like traveling around the world, what has that given you? I think, like, first of all, like I mentioned, it helped me find myself. I, f- I found my personality. I found out actually who I am that, okay, I would probably say actually I, I came back maybe a bit too egotistical because mm. actually I, I realized actually I, I've got this amazing personality that I'm fun, that I'm outgoing, but actually I'm also quiet and shy. And actually I have these two aspects of myself and I actually got to explore that first part a lot more than I probably did at any t- other time in my life. Mm. And I think the other part is actually, which that you mentioned that when you travel, you meet so many different people from different cultures. So when you're working on a cruise ship, there's over, you know, a thousand people working on that cruise ship and they're probably from maybe over a hundred different countries, but they're all communicating and spending time with each other. And then when you're traveling to different countries and meeting the local people, you realize that there's actually so much wisdom and knowledge out there that actually when we're contained within our own country, we think this is where the world happens. But actually when you get out into the world, you realize actually the world is such a big place. Mm, and such a beautiful place. And such a beautiful place, <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> and and so coming back to London, having, you know, found yourself, including ego and everything that comes with it, and having met incredible people al- along the way. So what next? What did you create in London? Where are you at in life now? So if you can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, so my background is working as a personal trainer in and sports rehab. So the physical body was my original attraction before I got into the mind and working as a coach. But actually what I realized is, is that the physical body and the mind are the same thing. Mm. That actually you can't balance out one without balancing out the other. And often people put too much focus on one or the other. And the same, you know, if you take exercise, for example, you have people who are very much into their weights and you've got very people who are very much into their yoga. But actually, if you did both, that they would actually complement each other. Mm-hmm. So when I came back and I was working with clients who had serious injuries, like back injuries, and they've been through surgery and they've been struggling to find an answer, I actually found a lot of them were struggling, not physically, but mentally. Mm. So the trauma of the, the incident that caused their back pain, for example, was actually the thing blocking them from actually getting better. So we could do the, the rehab work and they would improve. But if they were going through a bad experience in life, maybe through their relationship or through their work, they would relapse and go back because that original trauma got triggered again. So the more I realized actually that people's pain, physical pain, was as much mental, emotional as it was physical, 
and we started addressing the, the mental emotional aspects, then people started changing a lot quicker and their pain started to disappear. And for me, that's kind of what drove me down the path I'm at right now. And actually being a, a peak performance coach is actually, for me, if you can get the mind and focus on the mind as much as you do the body, that's what I've seen with my clients is actually where they've been the most successful in, in all areas of their life. So a client may come to me for one area, like their business or for their personal life, mm. but it doesn't really matter where you're working on. It's the same thing because we act as the same person in our personal life as we do in our business life. We may try and put on a different hat or pretend to be someone different, but really at a basic level, our beliefs and behaviours would generally play out in the same way. So the thing is, is that for me, actually, I learned that actually focus on the physical body, which is great, do the exercise, mm. the nutrition, drink the water, sleep and everything else, but also put the work in to change your mind. So for me daily, you know, I journal, I do meditation, I use a technique called EFT, so I tap every day. My mind is as important, if not more important, than my physical training. Mm. So for me, it's that balance between the two. Nice, nice. And I think that's where that being and doing all come to play again. And uh, I think we're all used to really go to the gym and or work out and, and be able to, to see the results like physically. But how about like the, the gym for the mind? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I think, again, it's a lot of it's conditioning. It's just understanding that society, life has been set up a certain way. Mm. So obviously, if we see physical results, of course, we feel better in it and it motivates us, which is great. Mm. When you're doing the work on your mind, unless you actually have a problem, it's not as kind of tangible to see the, the results, not in the short term, but long term. And I've seen this with multiple clients where they we've resolved one issue, but we've carried on doing the work. Mm. and Short term, they may not have seen a major change in their life, but long term, they see dramatic changes mm. because they realize actually the mind, just like the body, needs repetition. Mm. So if you want to get bigger muscles, you want to lose weight, you know it's repetition in the gym over and over again to get you into the right shape. With the mind, it's the same thing. We need the repetition, repetition to do that. So there is no like short term results for, for most things, whether it's your physical body or, or your mind. So it's just knowing that actually putting that work in like I said, the doing, which is the physical, which is fine, but the being for me is where the, 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 the emotional part comes in as well because a lot of that is not about doing anything special. It's actually very simple. Same in the gym. Everything's actually quite simple. Most people are looking for more complex, harder, tougher kind of ways of doing it, but actually there's a very simple way of doing everything, and that's just mm -hmm. to move naturally and to think naturally. But the problem is we've got this world that we live in that's throwing us off and, and trying to change change the direction that we're going in. So it makes us harder for us to go, well, where am I meant to be going? I think life wants to take me there, but my my parents said I should go here. My, my boss says I should I should go in this direction. I'm now confused. So the idea is, going, you know, going back to what you're saying about the being and doing is when you can learn to be more, you'll actually know your true answer. Mm. Doing, you may find clues. You may find particular answers. But in the being is actually where we find most of our answers in life. Yeah, I I loved it. <laughs> and I, I love how you found an entry point, you know, and in the physical and you found an entry point in the mind. And there is always a way of combining the two for holistic or deeper sort of healing and, uh, and well-being. And Ding, what is the what is your hope through the work that you do? For me, it's all of helping people find the best version of themselves. 
most people, for me, are playing it too small in life. It doesn't mean that you're going to be the, the most successful person in what you do, but most people have accepted that there's a, a set path in life, mm. that you, you know, that you go to school, you then go to university, you go into a job, you get married, you have children, you may divorce, have to get married again, you retire. For me, I think life, and again, going back to what we were saying earlier about the travelling, when you travel around the world, you realise that actually that life has got so much more to offer. And I think the more that people can actually let go of actually that there's a set way of living life and actually have more freedom and just, you know, follow actually what feels right, which makes you take them in a, in a drastic direction, which is fine, then bring them back to where they are. Again, it doesn't really matter. I think that's where the, the true value in life comes from. And it's knowing that actually there's way more available to us than, that actually the, than what we actually think. Mm, I love that. And I know you have some really exciting news <laughs> that I had a I had a chance to to hear firsthand like uh do you want to share <laughs> yeah, yeah no so I, I've got my new book coming out this year called Inside Out so basically it's seven principles and actually how to play the game of life so the game of life is life itself and for me life is a game and if we treat it like a game and we play it like a game I think that's where the value comes in from that. And then off the back of that, I'm, I'm creating a, an online course called um, Soul Psychology, which then has seven levels where we take that deeper. So we focus on the first principle, which I'll share with you, which is about balancing the two yous, balancing your soul with your ego. These are the two main parts of who we are that we're trying to balance. So through the course and through the book, I'm showing you actually how I look at it and actually the principles that I use with my clients and with myself to balance these two aspects of yourself. Mm. And I love the idea of the two yous and how that's really linked to doing and being. Yeah. I mean, so for me, the, the, the soul is being. Yeah. And the, the ego is doing. And so, for example, I see people, for you to experience love, you need the soul and the ego. The soul doesn't need love. The soul is love. But if you want to experience love, you need the ego for that. Your ego wants the love. But your soul already is love. So we need the, the contrast between the two. So when people go, look, the ego is, we need to tame it, we need to quiet it down. I go, well, look, if you want to have a deep relationship with someone, you're going to need your ego for that. Because mm. your soul doesn't need to have the experience because it's already expressed it. It knows what it feels like. But your ego needs to go out there and actually have the experience for it to actually, to actually to have a deeper experience. So the two actually work hand in hand. That, that, you know, for me, that's the most important part of this. Wow. So I, I just want to go back there. So it's not about, you know, decreasing our ego or trying to shut it down. So what do we need to be aiming for instead? So with our ego, it's understanding that it's been conditioned a certain way through the first seven years of our life. So it's playing or it's playing the script that it's been taught. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It's trying to keep you safe. It's trying to keep you within your comfort zone. Your thing is to do consciously is to retrain it and to reprogram it so that actually you realize that, that your comfort zone is not here, but actually your comfort zone is over here. Mm -hmm. And the more that you do that kind of work, then you realize actually your ego is actually is always working for you. It's always working in your favor in the same way that your soul is. But actually, once it understands what you really want and you've, you've shown it and, you, and you've taught it, then it's happy to play the game also. Hmm. Wow. So 
give us a, a, a sneak peek on tips. <laughs> and I don't know you to share everything, all the secrets. I think this, like, I can't wait to get my hands on your book and uh, learn more. But what can you share for someone that is really trying to balance those two use or out right now? Like, what is a, some tips as a start point? Yeah, I mean, for, for the ego, it's understanding your habit and behaviors. The things that make you who you are, who actually, I should, I should change that a little bit, who you think you are. Because mm. often our ego is actually who we think we are. So the more you actually understand your good and bad habits and behaviors, and that good and bad is, is only basically words that we're using, it doesn't really matter, they're all parts of who you are. But the more you accept who you are and these different parts of who you are, and know that you can change it when you want to, for me that's really powerful in the ego part. With the soul, you need to learn to actually quieten the mind and listen to it because it doesn't speak the same language that we do. It may speak in numbers, it may speak in colors, it may speak in sounds. So it's understanding the language of your soul as it's talking to you and you communicating with it. Because often most people don't know actually how to communicate with themselves. You know, I often say to people, are you comfortable standing in front of the mirror and saying, I love you to yourself in the mirror? You'd be surprised actually a lot of people struggle with it. Mm. And that's where you actually communicate with your soul. Because you're looking yourself in the eye and saying, I love you, which is really hard to do from an ego perspective. But from the soul, that's the most deepest, best conversation or connection actually you can have in life. Mm. Well, I know what I'm going to do once we finish this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to give that a go. <laughs> oh, Dean, that's, uh, that's amazing. So where can people find you? Where they can reach you? What kind of people do you want to connect with? So I work with all different kinds of people. My, people come to me from all around the world, from different walks of life. I work with people in business, people on their personal life. Like I said, for me, there's no difference between two, mm. but they come for one particular reason. Um, so my website is deangriffiths.com, and I do coaching, I do hypnotherapy, I do um, CBT. So I, I've got different techniques I use with different people depending on what their, their focus is. And then on social media, I'm on Twitter and Facebook, My Upgraded Mind. Is my is my handle. Nice, perfect. Well, thank you so much for that, and thank you so much. Like I could uh, be here, like talking forever. Is there any any final reflections or final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? It's actually the one that we started with. Remember, you've got so much time. Even if you're forty years old right now, you're still only halfway through the game of life. Awesome. Well, you've listened, <laughs> Ding. Thank you so much. It's a real pleasure. Thank you, Paula. It's a pleasure. Wow, I'm truly inspired. <laughs> and I can't wait to get my hand on Ding's book. I'm a real example of how healing the body and healing the mind go so hand in hand. And with that, actually healing the soul. So everything that Dean says really resonates with me. But what I'm really taking away is this feeling of calmness and permission to relax and enjoy the process, enjoy the journey, life, because there is time. So I'll leave you with it. How you create space for your being today. Thank you so much for being here and ciao for now. <laughs>